0: we Wisconsin Badgers traveled to Champaign Urbana in Illinois to play the Illinois Fighting Illini for their homecoming. The Badgers walked away with a 24 to nothing win over the Illini. There was two homecomings that week this weekend. For the University of Illinois it was their homecoming and it was a homecoming of sorts for coach Brent Bielema with his old team the Wisconsin Badgers who he won many Uh, bowl games many games many big 10 titles with that football team when he was a young head coach came into his house there's still some struggles that haunt the Illinois Fighting Illini football team and where do they go from here with the type of season that is happening under the first year regime of coach Brent Bielema we are going to discuss all that on this episode of the coach Steve show podcast please make sure that you uh, subscribe to the youtube channel please on Apple, please go follow the podcast, leave it a review, give it a five-star, uh, follow it on Spotify. When you follow them, you will get an update when there's a new episode that drops. You can also listen to the podcast anywhere on iHeart, Pandora, all that other stuff, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find the audio versions there. Go subscribe to all of that. You can also find the podcast at the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. So if you go to bellyupsports.com, you can find this podcast there as well. much much more um, blogs, other podcasts with different sports, fantasy sports, even stuff that's not even sports is all on there. Go to bellyupsports.com. And betting season is underway to help support the podcast and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to mybookie.ag and use the code bellyupfantasy, they're going to double your first deposit. Free money. Yeah, and everybody loves free money, so if you go to Mybookie.ag and use Belly Up Fantasy and um, the code. It will let them know that I sent you and that you're supporting the podcast and the Belly Up Sports Network. It's going to double your first deposit. You can make same game parlays. You can do um, in game betting. You can do uh, half game betting. You can do just a quarter betting. So if you go there and put in fifty bucks, you're going to get a hundred bucks. That's free fifty bucks to go bet. Uh, listen to the podcast where I give you my two cents on what to bet on, what to look for, um, and there's other podcasts that give you the sale on the Belly Up Sports. You do all that. It helps us support us. You can go make some money uh, and then let us know what bets work for you and what didn't and what help you make money. So go do all that for me. Now, we're going to dive into this episode. Yes, the Wisconsin Badgers uh, travel to Illinois to play the Illinois Fighting Illini. Uh, Illinois Fighting Illini's football team is struggling, uh, to say the least. Uh, they are now sitting... And two and five, they are fifth in the Big Ten West. Not going well for right now under the new regime of Coach Brent Belama. Uh, you know the season could have gone either way, but to, to to focus on this game, and we'll get into the big picture later on. Wisconsin has has his own struggles as well. Wisconsin coming in to this game only winning one game right now. After winning this game uh, 24 to nothing against Illinois, they are now 2 and 3 and 4th in the Big 10 West. Uh Wisconsin comes in and just to kind of give a thing. Wisconsin's not actually a bad team. They've had a decently rough tough schedule. You know, they open up with Penn State the very first game which Penn State just this weekend was number 4 in the nation. Uh they, you know, they played a close game with Penn State, you know, go, they lose 16 to 10. Then they go play Eastern Michigan and win there. Then they got to play Notre Dame, which at the time was ranked pretty high, and it was a close game until Wisconsin turned the ball over a couple times, and Notre Dame, Notre Dame came away with a win there, and they played at Soldier Field, and they lose 41-13. to Then they play Michigan, who is you know now ranked in the top 10, and lose to them 38-17, to which again was a close game until they let it flow away. But Michigan's defense is playing a lot better than they have in the past. So up until playing Illinois, Wisconsin has had a um, decently tough schedule. Uh, one thing with Wisconsin that is hurting them, is they don't really have a wide receiver threat. Um, you know, I know they predicate on their their run game. They predicate to uh, really controlling the clock and the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. But when the Wisconsin teams of the past have been pretty good. They have a really good run game, but they can incorporate decent passing game off of that with play action and boot game and everything else. Like they're, they're, um, the, the the player with the most receiving yards is um, Kendrick Pryor for them. He has 206 yards. So total right now have 858 passing yards with their rush game, which has 1,044, which most of them probably came from the Illinois game. But they really just don't have this receiver now. They don't really need a receiver to go do this. But they they kind of don't have the guy to go do that. Their defensive line plays very well. Their linebackers play very well. They have a really good rush defense. And That's what they predicate on. But, like, they're only averaging 19.6 points a game. They've only scored 98 points for the season. Passing-wise, you know, they, like I said, they've only had 858 passing yards, 77 completions. They do like to run the ball way more. But when you're a team that's not necessarily an Army, Navy, Flexbone option, and you're just going to be this pro-style run the ball, which is fantastic, but what really helps predicate that type of offense when you're in high formation and you run GT counter where you pull the guard and tackle, when you're doing power, when you're still doing wide zone or inside zone. Duo has been a big thing, and I see them running it a few times against Illinois. When, when you got that, that's great. But if a team gets you into a long third down or you just want to throw them off, you, you're going to want to try to pass the ball. And against Illinois, they kind of had a pass game. But in all reality, I think that's what was slowing down Wisconsin. Um, Mertz last year against Illinois went 20 of 21, I believe, with a lot of yards. And then as the season went on, you kind of saw that's what was hurting Wisconsin. But I think coming in, you know, Wisconsin's not a bad team. Uh, I thought Illinois, if you know, coming off a win last week, could have had some confidence. Their defense was playing better. But the big thing was, well, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. But I think people need to realize Wisconsin is not a terrible team by any stretch of the imagination. They're always good. The record does not predicate to that. Now, They lost some players. I know I believe Wisconsin's team is still pretty young, but their defense is still pretty good. They've had a rough schedule. Um, Quarterback play for them and the passing game for them has been rough. If a team can really take the run from them, like if you look in the past, the good Wisconsin teams of the past, when they have a run game but can mirror a somewhat – like Iowa, for example. Iowa right now can really run the ball, but when they complement that run game – and that type of defense with a pass game with a quarterback that can do it with some receivers that can really do it, they are really, really good. You look at Brent Bielema's teams of Wisconsin, and then as of late these last couple of years, what really helps them is the pass game. When you have a quarterback that can make, when you run dig routes, when you run curl routes, when you're running slants with a dig behind it, those short type of medium routes and a quarterback can complete it, but also have the receivers to actually do it, they are actually pretty good. Now in Wisconsin, when you're playing really good teams, if they take the run to make, one, to make a team one-dimensional is not always the key to victory. Now you're going to sit there and say, we'd rather have them beat us passing or beat us run. With Wisconsin, if you take away the run game, their pass game is not there. Like on the really good teams, if you look at a team and say, okay, we're going to take away the, run, the pass from them, they're going to force to run the ball. Some teams can live off of that because if you take away the pass to make them run and they really start to run the ball, well, just – defensive coordinators sometimes get impatient. I know sometimes offense, but sometimes defense coordinators or those players just naturally start to gravitate in towards the box and opens the pass game back up, all that stuff can go either way. But Wisconsin, if you can really match them physically on the line of scrimmage, take away the run game this year, the pass game just hasn't caught up yet. Now as the season goes on after this rough schedule, um, you know maybe that's going to happen, but people need to realize Wisconsin is not a bad team, especially in the Big Ten. Not a terrible team. Because if you look at their schedule, they're going to play Army next. That's going to be a tough game. And then they got Purdue. They can win. Iowa's going to be a tough game. The Rutgers, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota. They have a favorable schedule to win some games. Get some confidence built up for next time, for next year. So people just need to realize they're not a bad team. Their run game was incredible against Illinois. Um, what really hurt Illinois is, is kind of inexperienced. Illinois' defense was recruited to play the Tampa 2 for Levy Smith. But the defense has played better and when you look at the stats, it doesn't look like they did very well. Wisconsin's offense total yards against Illinois was 491 yards. Um, Wisconsin did turn the ball over twice, so Illinois did have, like I said, 24-0 to 0 is really not, that. when people look at that, it's really not as bad as it seems. Um, again, like I said before, Illinois has kind of adopted the Don't you think they okay? Adopt is not the right word. They are kind of the team that is learning the defense. They start off playing a lot of man to man, now they've gone to a lot of zone and match zones and all that stuff. But a a bright spot was they did force two turnovers. But if you look at Illinois' defense, they gave up three points in the first, seven points in the second, and then the third quarter is kind of where they gave up those two touchdowns. In the fourth quarter, they didn't give up a point. So we're in Illinois. Like an Alabama and all these others, they are not okay giving up all those yards. But it's okay. It's sometimes to give up a little bit. You know, it's sometimes to ease into it. You know, like, it's give and take. It's give and take. The defense says, hey, we're going to give a little bit, but we can't break. We're going to allow the water to fill into the boat, but we're not going to let it sink. We're we're, we're, going to keep rowing, and we're not going to give up all these points. And Illinois is kind of like, let's keep everything in front of us. Wisconsin just wanted to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And they had, and Illinois' defense was just on the field way too much. Time of possession for Wisconsin was 42 minutes and 43 seconds, compared to Illinois, who was only on the field for their offense 17 minutes and 17 seconds. Wisconsin had 30 first downs versus Illinois' nine first downs. Wisconsin had way more penalties though; they had nine penalties for 101 yards, turned the ball over. So for Illinois' defense. In all reality, when you look at the yards, yeah, you're going to sit there and say they did not play very well. But you did force two turnovers. You did not allow Mertz to throw a passing touchdown. You allowed a lot of run yards. Out of those 491, you there was 391 rushing yards. Wisconsin had the average 6.4 yards a rush. They ran the ball 61 times. So when you look at it, Illinois' defense really, in all honesty, did not play that bad. There were, you know... They forced them to fumble the ball, and they got it. They had the interception, and but they were just on the field way too much. and That was part of Wisconsin's game plan was, hey, we're going to stay on the field as long as possible. Not that Illinois' offense is something crazy that they're worried about, but they want to wear down the defense, so they knew eventually. That's Wisconsin's game. When they, when Wisconsin could only run the ball, in their mind, they are saying, okay, at least against Illinois, we are going to keep Illinois' offense off the field for two reasons. Well, we we don't want them to somehow, someway start to get into a rhythm or maybe they get into somewhat of a rhythm and then they're coming down, kicking field goals, still standing in. Like if Illinois would have got close enough and maybe kicked three field goals, well, now you're looking at, you know, 24-9 to nine, or at the time, you know, if Wisconsin has a field goal, you know, 10 points at halftime. If we kick a field goal, it's 10-3, so it's a closer game and everything else. So they're saying, okay, we don't want them to start getting any type of points and field goals. We don't want them to get to some type of rhythm. You give a team that's struggling this year some type of rhythm, then something can happen. You know, it's their homecoming. They're hyped up. They're ready to go. They want to play. Um, they're excited. The crowd's excited. The student section was sold out. Second reason, they they wanting to keep Illinois' offense off the field is they just wanted to wear down the defense because they know the defense has played better. Coach, they know Wisconsin more than anybody knows. Coach Bielma is a defensive guy. He's coached very good defenses, and he's been around. He's learned a lot, so they know they're going to make good adjustments. Um, You know, Coach Williams or Coach Walters, their defense coordinator, great things at Minnesota. They know he's going to do good things. So that was their plan. It wasn't that they were scared of Illinois' offense. They just wanted to wear down the defense knowing that Wisconsin's not out there to look to score fifty points, sixty points. They probably love to, but they know, hey, we can do this, time of possession. Our defense head is good in the run game. Illinois wants to run the football. We can stop that. Force them to try to pass it, make them gather their comfort zone. We're gonna win this game f- between fourteen and twenty eight points to maybe seven. And that's what happened. They won twenty four nothing. So that was their it looked like that was part of their strategy, and they were just sticking with what worked. So Illinois' defense necessarily did not play bad. I thought they tackled well on certain times until they got worn down. I'm talking about the beginning of the game up until you get to around the third quarter when, you know, like all of Wisconsin's running backs were just running through tackles because they were still fresh. They get to be rotated. Illinois' defense is on the field just way, way, way. Illinois' defense was on there for the field of for 47 minutes. You know, Wisconsin, like, like they just – that was the bottom line. So people can blame Illinois' defense all they want. They gave up 491 yards. But 491 yards and only 24 points is really, honestly, not that bad. There's some teams out there that give up 400 and some yards, 500 yards. And the other team has scoring 40-some points, 50 points. So in all reality, the defense did not play that bad. It was just they were on the field just way, 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 way too long. So some of you guys got to really not just look at the stats but watch the game or actually realize what is going on and what the game plan is is and what really helped is that wisconsin finally really got a hold of their run game you know like i said when you're looking at the stats when they have 391 yards rushing they really really found their rhythm running the ball and i'm going to screw up some of these names but like ches malusi for uh wisconsin he had the ball 21 times for 145 yards rushing uh brand uh Braylon Allen, eighteen carries for 131 yards rushing. Like those are Ohio State type running back numbers from a year ago, where you get two running backs to get you 120 to 160 yards apiece. That really helps the the, the game. And they just gave the ball to completely different people. But when you're, when you turn around, and just hand them the rock, and they do those type of things. Like yeah, Illinois' defensive line started to really get worn down. I thought they. They had shining moments where they really got hands on. They were really ripping off. Um, they were really commanding some double teams for their line, Illinois linebackers to really kind of make some tackles. But when you're on the field that long, it's hard to rotate on defense. Even though Wisconsin's a huddle team, you don't want to you know, on defense. You're not looking to always rotate a defensive line. You are hoping that a defensive line, you know, you're. I mean, you're hoping that they're only going to play three plays per series because then you're getting them off the field but realistically you don't want to rotate all three or four defensive linemen every three plays you want to rotate one every couple plays but that means there's guys out there playing a lot of snaps a ton of snaps so on defense you were not looking to do that so Illinois when 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 you're Always on the field, the defense never coming off. They're gonna get tired. So for some things that I'm seeing of how Illinois' defense is really a problem, it's not. They're starting to figure it out on the defensive side. So the defense, I don't think, is the reason why this. I mean, Wisconsin's that good. They have really good running backs, but this is not the real reason what happened. They played. I thought Illinois' defense tackled pretty much well, as well as they could. You know, I thought they covered the receivers pretty well. Wisconsin doesn't have those really good wide receiver type threats that we have to worry about. We're going to see way more later on as Illinois, we're going to see way more. But what really is frustrating is that Illinois' offense, that they couldn't score on tender. Like, that, that's just kind of what it is. They couldn't score on anything like that. that. The offense is struggling big time. Illinois really really wants to predicate the announcers kept saying all game that what Wisconsin is doing right now is what Brent Bielema wants he wants this run game he wants to be able to run GT stuff he really wants to go after people and run the ball which Illinois if you look at the stats yeah sure they're they're not terrible running the football but When you go against a really good run defense that's going to stack the box, is going to say, hey, yeah, you got a decent offensive line. Yeah, you want to run the football, all that good stuff. We're going to make you pass the ball, and we know you struggle passing the ball big time because Illinois, man, the offense is only averaging 17.7 points a game. You're not going to win hardly any games. We're lucky that we won the two when you have that. We've only scored 124 points. We only had 14 total touchdowns. Passing has been horrendous, you know, with only 1,076 passing yards. Rushing, we've had 1,149 rush yards. We average 4.4 yards a rush. We average 164 rush yards a game, which I guess that's okay. You have six rushing touchdowns, only seven passing touchdowns. You've taken 15 sacks. We only average 5.1 yards of completion. Like it's just these offensive numbers are not good. We've ran 488 passes or offensive plays. We've only had 2,225. Like we're only averaging 317 yards a game. Now against Wisconsin, this is where the number really gets shocking. You know, like I've already said, Illinois had the ball for 17 minutes. We only had 93 yards of offense. This is like the Chicago Bears only having 47 yards or 46 yards, whatever the hell it was. We had 93 yards of offense. A high school team could get more than that. So the offense is struggling against Wisconsin, who has a very good run defense. Very good run defense. We only had nine first downs. We were one for 12 on third down. We went for three fourth downs, which Brent Bielema was just trying to get something going. So people question all they want, but he's like, we got to get the offensive type of confidence. And again, that was predicated towards he knows the defense really is not playing that bad. They're just on the field too much. 1-3, to three. we only had 93 yards of total offense, 67 passing yards, 26 rushing yards. So for a team that's predicated on the run, we only had 26 rushing yards total. They had 61 rush attempts, we only had 13. They threw 19 passes, and we threw 34. We had no penalties, no turnovers. So there, I guess there's a plus, but the offense was just, just terrible. The offensive line can only do so much. When they're going up against a really good defensive line, when you have a really good run defense on their side, it's hard to ask an offensive lineman to say, hey, go block this defensive line one-on-one. You're going to try to get double teams all over the place. So when that happens, and they stack the box, you're asking a lot of the offensive line. So when they're stacking the box and they're trying to run, well, now you have started adding tight ends and H-backs. But when they start struggling to run block, you got to start taking what they give you. So if you can get to the outside with Williams, start doing that. I'm not seeing a lot of jet sweeps anymore. I think Williams could really do that. couple key screens. You got Will- Williams is really our only threat. He had 23 yards of receiving. Brown, who had this big blowout game with Charlotte, only had 35 yards rushing. So when you're trying to force this run game over and over, Brett Bealman said at the end of his press conference that they knew he kind of knew our past game was really not there at all like it was really it was not existent whatsoever. And it's true, it was really true that the past game for us was just gone. There was nothing there for us when you look I mean Brandon Peters was 3 of 7 for 12 yards. Now, then he ended up getting hit and getting hurt, so we had to bring in Art Arthur Satowski. Now, I said to bring him in from the get-go because at the time, he was doing way better. Well, then I got proven wrong this game. He couldn't hit a barn if he threw the ball right at it from two feet, and I don't think Brandon Peters could either. Satowski was 8 of 27. I think he went like 0 for 12 or so before he completed a pass. 55 yards, like, that was it. His QBR was 25.4. So, Brad Bielan even said, like, our pass game is non-existent, and it is. We do not have a quarterback. I don't think we really got the receivers either if we did have a quarterback. But I think if we had a quarterback, a lot of this would go away. They would make the players better. We just don't. I don't know what they see in Brandon Peters. I think if he gets to ball looks stronger, but he overthrew people over the head so many times. And... There were so many times we did have a receiver open, and he would throw it like two yards above their head, even while they're jumping. And so the question becomes, is he not getting first-team reps? Is he just a gunslinger, and he's just not reading it right? Does he not have a rhythm? Does he not feel right? I don't think Brandon Peters is good at all, so I don't know what they're seeing in him in practice. I do think they have to go with Statowski the rest of the season, because as bad as Statowski looked, He had better numbers coming in, but I think that's who you got to stick with. But, man, Illinois just does not have a quarterback at all. We don't really have the guys around receiver-wise to really make people better. You know, we kind of have that Wisconsin problem. But if we really want to run the football and people are taking that away from us, knowing that we don't have a pass game, once in a while we might pop off a pass or two. Like every other team, because you're in college and you're supposed to. You are the athletes that need to be doing that. But when when a team knows you do not have a pass game, it is rough. It is a rough go for you to do anything. So Wisconsin, like I would have put – I would have had – I would have put eight in the box and just have a safety and two corners and say, I'm going to put eight guys in the box. Yeah, we will kind of cover the flat. But – We'd line up, and I would have them line up in a four-four stacked the box. The receivers out there just split the difference and say, "I want, you, I want you to pass the ball," because Illinois can't pass to save their life. Like, I, I can't even put into words how bad it looks, and it's so bad. And I don't want to blame a lot of the system because they're trying to do things that everybody else does, but like the way they struggled was terrible, and I don't really think it was necessarily anything Wisconsin was doing besides taking away the run game. Illinois predicates themselves on the run, and so does Wisconsin. But Wisconsin, if they get it going, they don't care. Illinois, if you can't get it going, they know you can't pass the ball. So Illinois in the offseason has got to get a quarterback. Or Statowski's just got to get all these first-team reps and step up. One thing on the offense, you know, you're not seeing a lot of the stuff we were seeing against Nebraska. It's kind of like certain things with the Bears when we talk about Matt Nagy and what he does in play calling. But like in this play calling, you've got to start doing, I think, more jet sweeps to get Williams involved because he's your guy. And if you don't get more involved when you start moving the ball, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, transfer to Illinois. But one thing in recruiting, when you've got an offense, one of two things are going to happen. I think Billma could recruit, but one of two things is going to be discussed is. But look how str- their offense is struggling, man. Like, look at this. They're not going to do this for you. They're not going to do this for you. Unless they get it going. Or a player might say, hey, they're struggling on offense. I'm the one that can help fix it. But, man, you know, with this quarterback struggles, we need a quarterback. We need to get some playmakers. The offensive line I think is okay. You know, that's their strength. And some people think that they're not playing too well. They're not doing too hot. I think you can't really blame them because – They are asking to hook one-on-one and block one-on-one, and you're not going to win that all the time. So now you got to start double teaming, but when they're stacking the box and you double team and you control a line of scrimmage, that's fine, but when they're starting to bring more than you can block or when your tight ends can't block or when you're pass protecting you're only pass protecting with five, I don't know why you're pass protecting with five. We we can't pass the ball anyway. You might as well keep two tight ends and a block or a tight end and a running back. But something, man, has got to give. You know, we can't just run the ball into an eight-man box, nine-man box, whatever it is, seven, eight-man box. I don't think there's a nine. But we can't continue to force this run game into it because that's just not what's going to happen. This offense and these players were not recruited to do that, which is the frustrating part with Coach Bielman and the staff, that they're dealing with players that were not recruited to run this type of offense. But, man, we have got to change something. But this quarterback play, we got to figure out how to make it better. We can't, we can't have all these deep routes. We have to start doing like meshes and short passing games and hitches. I know he's overthrowing them, but going into the bye week, we have got to practice that. We just have to keep things very simple, have them be one or two reads like a Justin Fields was in college. This isn't their, this isn't their throw to the running back. Get a Michael Leach type of thing going on. Still look at to run the football, but if we start softening it up with short passes, that's what it's going to look like. We've got to start doing more eye candy. We still have to out-formation people. Um... I think we just we just got to open the playbook. We got to, you know, maybe get some trick plays in there, maybe come out with some funky formations because of where we're at in the season. I think those are things that's it got to happen. Um, it's very frustrating. I'm not saying Illinois was going to win the Big Ten this year, but we I think that there were some games we've let slip through our fingers, and Coach Bielma said he's trying to figure out how to stop the bleeding, and he's getting a little – I think he is a little frustrated. But he did say something, you know, I'm talking about my, the last part of this is like where we, do we go from here because looking at the schedule going into the bye week for Illinois you know we we're going to get a bye week we're going to get this week of practice and next week of practice we're going to get Penn State next that's a really tough game then we're going to get Rutgers who is a very much improved team then you got Minnesota which is just a toss up they're going to show up and play or they're going to show up and not play then we get Iowa who's probably going to win the Big 10 and has a real opportunity to make the College Football Playoff then maybe we can, you know, get this one against Northwestern, who are struggling. But we don't have – we got a rough game coming back with Penn State. So they just have to get Statowski. I think they got to start Statowski. I think Peters just holds the ball too long. If they can get Stetowski, really, like, throwing the ball well, getting it on time. I know it doesn't – people are like, oh, my God, look at them. No, we don't have a quarterback. So we got to pick one. We've gave Ram Peters so many opportunities under Lovey Smith, now under Coach Bioma. We've given so much time to Brandon Peters. I think it's time to move on, put Statowski in, let him get the reps. We have to recruit a quarterback, and we got to recruit some playmakers to come in next year and the year after that to really help with this. The defense did not play that bad, so I think we need to lay off the defense. The defense has to keep doing what they're doing. The offense has to figure out a way to stay on the field and move the chains and at least start to get field goals. At least start to put pressure on the other team's defense. Allow the other team's offense to stay off the field so they're not wearing down our defense. But I think our defense has taken the steps in the right direction because of Coach Bielma, because of Coach Walters. Coach Peterson on offense doesn't know what he's doing, but I think we have to play Statowski. They need to out-formation and really open up the pass game into shorter passes play actions maybe start doing a little bit of rpo stuff you know get in a pro set with your tight end on the line of scrimmage run a zone or a power and just tell tatowski hey you're not going to run it because we can't afford you to run it but we're going to read one guy you're going to throw this glance route maybe take a you know look at that type of stuff maybe you look at buck sweep stuff to get to the outside because we're just trying to run up the middle or just wide zone how do we get to the outside we got a jet motion and hand it off to williams maybe you fake it Jet motion, fake the bash where everybody's running one way, turn and throw it the other way, run a speed option. I know you don't want to take a hit, but literally pitch it. Do something to get to the outside to really help the offensive line to soften up the box. But the only way you're going to do that is short pass games, one to two reads, tops, play action, RPOs, get him some confidence. His arm is strong enough to get balls there. He's just overthrowing some people. So maybe he needs a lot more reps. We have decent running backs out formation, do all that type of stuff, keep it simple. Um, and then once something works, just keep going with it until it doesn't know more. And then we, you know, the if then situation, which they do. They're all college coaches. They're good. They're going to figure that out. But we can't put all the blame on the defense and we can't put the blame on all the offensive line because we all know it's really easy to blame offensive line. We're not pass protecting, they're not run protecting, blah, blah, blah. Coach Miller there is a great offensive line coach. They're doing the best they can, but when you have a seven-man box, eight-man box, tight ends aren't helping, and they're not doing this, they're not doing that. This is what's going to happen. But our quarterback play is terrible. We've got to fix it. Coach is going to try to stop the bleeding after this bye week, but we got to still got a tough schedule to dealing with. But I will say this, to Illinois fans, and this: we have to trust the process. This is a process. When you are cha- Coach Bielma is absolutely changing everything in Illinois. The new facilities are done. He's coming in with the recruiting program. He's coming with this nutritional program he's coming in with like there's jobs i can't even can, like i can't even remember because he's created so many jobs and that was part of his thing was we want all these jobs created for the athletes for the university and he's just trying to change the entire like everything everything that that could be changed he has tried to change so we have to be patient we have to ride the ship we have to trust the process so even though I'm a frustrated Illinois fan, we're all a little frustrated. It's not like we won a national title the year before or the Big Ten a couple years ago. Like we're not that type of team, you know. A lot of people got frustrated at Illinois basketball saying they should have fired Coach Underwood when we were losing some games and everything, and then we ended up going to win the Big Ten and the, those type of fans were calling me for him fired. Like, oh yeah, 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 we're Illinois fans. Ooh, no, no, shut the hell up. You're not true Illinois fans. So we have to see and trust the process. There are some frustrating things that we could have controlled in these games to help us win or be competitive. But Coach Bielma is still the coach, still trust in him, trust the process. He knows what he's doing. He's going to bring things from Wisconsin. Some things he learned at Arkansas and some mistakes. He's going to learn some things from the NFL. He's got a nice coaching staff around him. They start to get these kids to believe, start to get some recruits in. They're upgrading facilities. They're getting the school excited about football. You know, administration's behind them. It's going to be okay, but we're going to go through some of these bumps. I think what's frustrating part is we could be sitting here with more wins than what we have. Because real quick, when you look back at the schedule, UTSA is undefeated. They are 6-0, and but we lost them 37-30. Just things that slipped through our fingers, so we could have won that game. Could have won Maryland when you play them close, and Purdue. So right here, there's about three wins right there that we just let slip through our fingers. So instead of being 2-5, and five, you know, you add those three wins... We get to the five wins, we lose to Virginia and Wisconsin. We like we could be five and two. Like you could flip-flop this and be five and two. You could even be four and three. So that's where the frustration comes in when we looked at the looked at the team we had and they have to perform looking at the schedule. So for us Illinois fans that rarely dig deep into this and really look at football and really look at the schedule, that's the frustrating part. But we also knew something like this could happen when you're changing the culture, you're changing this, and we actually look at the team, what was recruited, and who we have, like, yeah, this could have happened. But we have to trust the process. We have to trust what's going on. This is going to be a couple-year thing. Coach Bioma, I hope you don't get too frustrated with this. You yourself continue to trust yourself, trust the process. I don't want you – don't use this and say, oh, the part I get into – I hope that doesn't seek into his mind. I don't think he, I think he's mentally tough, for, too mentally tough for that. Um, but, yes, we have to trust the process. Illinois is going to figure this out. I think we're going to get another win or two as the season goes on, but we are going to have some rough games here. But I think next year we're going to take a step forward because the defense is. The offense has just got to get a quarterback and some confidence. We're going to take a step forward. And the years from now on, we will take another step forward. That ends another episode of the Coach Deep Show podcast for our Illinois recap. If anybody's listened to it this far, yes, Coach Wes and Brad Miller have not been on. Uh, this, life has happened. They're not able to come on. My schedule, their schedule, all that stuff. Hopefully here soon we get them back on. It's great to have banter with them. Um, please go subscribe to everything. Follow everything. Share it out. It really does help. Go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Um, I don't know why you haven't subscribed yet. You know, it's this—that's a growing podcast, sports podcast. Please be a part of the movement. Please leave comments with questions or be part of a conversation. Um, Check out the weekly episodes and we drop them episodes almost every day besides besides maybe the weekends, but almost every day you're going to have a new episode dropping. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Go check out all the other episodes that have been released. Check out the affiliates again in the description below and we'll see you guys next time. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast.